Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hide the kids and pop the top on a cold one. Coming to you from the Riverbank studio in Nitro, West Virginia, please welcome the inebriated cast of Section 304. Welcome to Section 34 Podcast, where we're drinking beers, talking eaters in the studio. John Crumb, and uh, this time, Diddy's MIA. It's just me and you tonight. wonder what Diddy's doing. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I mean, he did, he did take that trip to Columbus. He might still be recuperating. Probably got a little rowdy. He said he was. Well, and especially after that game against Texas. I mean, it looked like all hope was lost, and that game was over, and that's the worst I've seen us play defense since the Coastal Carolina game when we lost in the Sorry folks. <laughs> <laughs> worst I've seen us play defense. Our first half defense was the worst I've seen since the Coastal Carolina game. How about was it uh Jambi that kept saying, Don't count out this WVU team. I've watched this team. Yeah, Fran too. Fran Fran, I think Fran was there when we came back against Oklahoma State. Okay, and he just—they, I mean, they just kept saying over and over, "You can't, you can't count this team out. You can't." And I'm thinking, "Yeah, yeah, you, you sure can. You're, yeah, you're not going to get any stops. You're, you're not coming back from uh, 19 down. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously Texas shot out of their minds against us, but they also got. Every single thing they wanted in the well, first the, half. Well, that first half they were shooting like seventy three percent. Yeah, I mean, they were getting layups. We didn't guard anybody. It was really bad. And then we go into the half. We find out after the game that the halftime speech. Um, I think Huggins let him have it. Let yeah. him have it pretty good. Yeah, according to according to Hugs, uh, when asked about his halftime speech, he said they won't be playing that in front. He said that won't be played publicly, at least not if there are uh, women and children present. Now, I mean, I, I got to say, I know that I've been all over you about the way you say about Derek. And, uh, I mean, to to stay unbiased, man, what's he doing on defense? I mean, I, I get trying not to get into foul trouble, but it seems like his lax defense is now affecting some of his offensive game. I think he's trying too hard not to get in trouble because we can't afford for him to get in trouble that he's just he's losing his game. Well, he he struggles out on the perimeter and Texas was able to get him out there. They ran a bunch of the screen and roll stuff and they were effective with it. I think 
the I, you know he doesn't want to get in foul trouble obviously like you said but he he's just not a very good perimeter defense defender a lot of big guys aren't i mean that's if he wants to go to the next level that's one thing he's going to have to learn how to do and i, I just think teams can you know first of all it's the big 12 every team has a good coach just about and they they see the week if we see it on tv they see it they right. know what they have to do against him. He's not a great rim protector either. Um, I think one-on-one in the post, he's fine. But if you get him out on the perimeter, which Oklahoma really did our last game, Oklahoma before Texas, Oklahoma did a really good job getting him out there. We had to go to that smaller lineup with Gabe again. Gabe's much better on the ball defender. He's a better defender against the screen but you, you know you give up rebounding and well and you give up any offensive production honestly yeah I mean, that's but the other guys have the other offensive the guards have to step up and pick up the load which they can do right they, in the past that hasn't been the case but Taz can get 20 Deuce can get 20 McNeil can get 20 uh, McNeil got two quick fouls in the first half hell for, for Schiller didn't even think he made the trip <laughs> Right? Did you, did you remember that? Yeah. Because he's out of the game, like with 18 minutes left. He comes in the second half and lights it up. Yeah, he made up for it. He definitely did. Um, Taz didn't shoot particularly well, but I liked his aggressiveness going to the hoop. He got to the free throw line a bunch. Um, McBride was solid. I don't. He didn't shoot particularly great, but he made two crucial three pointers in the second half, which is what he gives you. The guy who stood out the most to me on Saturday was Emmett Matthews. Yes. Well, and did you see what he had to say? No, no. What did he say? So he, he he took he took the loss against Texas the first time. Mm-hmm. He said that was on him, and he said it wasn't going to happen again. And he said he he played with a chip on his shoulder and put this game on his shoulder. He said we weren't going to lose to him this time, and that's what I mean. That's that's what we've all been sitting here waiting for. What we saw against Texas with Emmett is what we we know what he can do, and we've been waiting for it. We need him to play. If he plays like that, three out of four games. I mean, can you imagine what this team could be? This team could go to the Final Four. I mean, it. I, I saw something out of him that I I can't remember seeing. He slapped the floor, and you could he was yelling, "Let's go! Let's yeah. go!" I haven't seen that out of him. Before. No, I've never seen that intensity. Out I think of him. our guys are we're we got a bunch of guys that are laid back, and that's fine. I mean they they keep their composure. I mean they get down nineteen, and it doesn't affect them. I I've never seen in all my years watching West Virginia basketball. I can't even think of a another college team. I think we've been down at least four times that I can think of in the second half, double digits, and we've come back and won. Two of them were 19 points on the road. And we've That's, done, what, three times this year? Been down and come back? No, I, I, We were down against Texas Tech at home. I think we were down nine with like six minutes left. We were down 11, maybe 13 at various points in the second half. No one probably remembers this. We were down 12 against Western Kentucky. Yeah. And came back, kicked the shit out of them. Um, and then the two 19-point comebacks are incredible i can't think of any team i've i've just never seen anything like it before right i mean a good it's kind of like when we get down big time it's like hey now we can start playing they're it's weird we're, we're not they're not worried about doing anything 
and you know there's there's no hesitation in the shot and and the thing is it's not like they're making stupid shots they're working the good shot they're you know posting up we don't take a lot of bad shots no now not three-point shots there's some I was gonna shots say those I mid-range there's long twos early in the shot clock long twos have got to stop um some things i really really liked out of this team on saturday was we got to the free throw line yeah. we started attacking the basket we had two guys uh, matthews went in and tried to dunk on a guy mcbride did too that's what you want to see you're not going to get uh fouls called shooting mid-range jumpers no and they were able to they won the game at the free throw line i know if this was reversed we would be crying about the officiating because we shot 37 free throws to their 10 right and and that's that's what my dad and i were talking about how not a single person not a single wvu fan has said anything about the free throws and the or said anything about the officials and then you know when you look we didn't put them on the line as much as they put i mean it's hard hardly to, at all hard to foul when you don't play any defense in a half so we outscored them by 22 at the line we, uh-huh. were, we 26 for 37 to their four to 10 outscored them in the final 18 minutes 41 to 20 yeah it's crazy uh we adjusted we went to that matchup zone that was outstanding we played it very well um i don't know if that's something you can do for a whole game I think it's something you got to kind of throw, throw at him. Yeah, I, I will say, and I, I've said it numerous times this season. Our defensive IQ is not there to run that man and switch. You know, because on that man and switch, you don't always switch depending on the matchup. Our guys switch every time. We'll switch every time, yeah. and then you they get and. I mean, then you can work around that matchup you want, and that's almost what Texas was doing in the first half. We were doing that man and switch. They were drawing us out. Well, and they did that, what Frischilla called a ghost screen. Right. And we don't know how to defend that, which they should. But the thing with me, though, I bitched about it all year, is just getting beat off the dribble. I mean, once you get yeah. beat off the dribble, you're you're cooked. You're done, because then you're, you're playing cooked. from behind. Yeah, and you have to make all the right rotations. And if you play a good shooting team like Baylor, and even Texas, I mean, Texas was getting a wide open, wide open looks from three, and they make them. Um, the one thing I like about the matchup zone is it sort of negates dribble penetration, which right, is, I mean, our, in my opinion, our weakness. Right. And we said, look, if you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us with the outside shooting. We're not going to let you. Enough with these easy, uncontested layups. It ain't yeah. going to happen. And I, one thing I liked, I, I have not seen us communicate on defense like we were against Texas. You could watch them when they brought the ball up. They were talking to each other. That's a sign of a very good defensive team. Right. I haven't seen that very much from us this year. And and it kind of reminds you, and I mean, not that I'm comparing us to a high school team, but watching the high school team, hey, I got five. Hey, I got five. Hey, I got ten. Yeah, I mean, they were yeah. pointing. They were communicating, saying, hey, this is my man. This is my man. Mm-hmm. And that lets, you know. Well, you have to. Those are tricky. It, it really fucks the, def, the, the offense up because they don't know you're in a, a zone until right. it's too late. So they try to start running their man stuff like screens and rolls and stuff. It doesn't work. So, 
again, I don't think it's something we can run like a whole game, but we can throw it at people and kind of slow them down a little bit, which is what we needed on Saturday. Because like we said, the first half, I mean, they just scored layup. defense yeah right because again let's be honest our defense very good no the way we try to play i switching and then we double team and then we're in your grill like the whole time i I don't think it's working no and maybe if we play a little bit more of a softer man where we're not constantly um, on the ball, ball like ball pressure, maybe we don't get beat, beat off the dribble as much. Which, I don't know. I, I mean, if this team wants to make a serious run in March, they're going to have to get stops. And that's, we're not, we're not going to be able to outshoot. I, hey, everyone. I don't know about that. You know what our percentage is since O left? No. Three point shooting? We're forty percent. We we forty percent I'm breaking out the Ken Palm folks. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> no, the the top three point shooting team in the country is Baylor. Forty three percent. After we're just that three percentage points below. We them. would be in the top five. Since, really? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, O left. I don't know what we I think we're like thirty fourth right now. But when O was here, we were shooting 30 or 32, I believe. Well, but again, Which, it's because we were so focused on yeah, we pound, weren't taking pounding a lot it of down. Them. Right. And then you have spacing. You had spacing issues. And now the floor's spaced properly. You have Culver. Culver gets his one-on-one matchup, which is what you want. Mm-hmm. And he's starting to feel that double team and is kicking out. He's doing better. He didn't. He, I don't. I didn't think he played that great. He Saturday. didn't. He he really didn't he, on either side. No, he he struggled a little bit. I know he had fourteen points, but that's okay. I mean, he doesn't. That's the thing, though. With these other guys stepping up, he does not have to get twenty and ten every game. Right. Well, same thing with McBride. Rupert, yeah. You know, as long as Taz is coming in, you know. I mean, Jalen Bridges came in, hit a couple hit big two threes. threes. One of them was really big. Um. The thing with Taz, people are going to look at his shooting numbers and be like, well, he didn't shoot the ball well. But you want him shooting. Right. I mean, he takes good shots. When he gets shots, that means we're running good offense. Right, because his shooting is high percentage. He takes high percentage shots, especially for him. He doesn't take this stupid, you know. No, he'll he'll jack a couple up, but you can live with that. He's a good enough shooter that. He can do it. Right. I don't have a problem. Same thing with McNeil. McNeil's going to take a couple, and you're going to be like, well, that wasn't really a good shot. But Like a roll around fadeaway. Yeah. But, I mean, he's a good enough shooter, man. You want him shooting. You don't, you, And Frischilla talked about it during the game. Amnesia. They have amnesia. They got the green light. Yeah. Let him go. Well, and and that's, that's one thing. You've never seen Hugs pull McBride, pull Sherman or pull McNeil because of their shots or their yeah. shot selection. They take good shots, though. I don't really have any compl- – sometimes McNeil shoot one from a little bit too far out. 
But at the same time, you've heard Huggins say it's in his range. Yeah. If, if someone's going to take a shot like that, it, I'm going to let him. Now, I don't want him shooting from beyond NBA range consistently. No. But no. if you're feeling it and they're giving it to you and nothing else is there. I mean, they, they uh, To their credit, they do not take bad, bad shots. Sometimes I wish they would shoot more. Sometimes I wish instead of shot faking, they would just go ahead and shoot it. Shoot the three. Don't shoot the long two. Yeah, and it almost it almost feels like on that shot fake, they're second guessing it instead of trying to get someone up in the air. Hell, shot fake and draw foul. Yeah, shot fake drive in body up on someone. And uh, who was it that fouled out down there near the end of the game? For them, Ramey. Um, yeah, Ramey. That's the play of the game, and we went right at him. Yeah, that's the play of the game. I don't care what anybody says because if if Ramey doesn't foul out, we're in trouble. No, they he hit takes that the last shot. That's what that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, he's seven for eight. Yeah, you want him taking that shot or the other guy? The other guy was like one for six, and he no. still almost made it. But that was the play of the game. That's something we did against Texas Tech on their big guy, and we got him out of the game. Didn't do it against Oklahoma. Right. Could have gotten Manic in um, – who's the guy who killed us? I don't remember his name. I can't either. I can picture him. But I. But like I said, situationally, um, we we did some really, really good things. Now – McNeil, there at the end. At the end. Well, the whole management of the game at the end was bad. Well, let, before we get into that, let, when that ball went out at point two – Right when they went to the monitor, I looked at my dad and I said, "Doug Sermon's going to screw us." <laughs> and it's a, and it, you know, Fran said talked about. And he goes, "Here, Doug Sermon's going to go to the uh, monitor." I said, "Here it is. He's going to screw us." I said, "It's evident that ball hits the ground at point two, which means the game should have been over." Mm-hmm. And they put point three, and you could tell by the look in Hug's eyes when they tried to explain it to him. He wasn't going to. He wasn't going to do something stupid. Wasn't going to pull a Chris Beard. Right, and get a technical yeah. because it was too close at that point. But he just kind of gave him that look like, yeah, okay. Okay. That was a crazy play, the tip play. Um, he caught it. I um, The end of the game, though, my God, what were we doing? I mean, we're up to – we have two chances – to get absolute daggers and go up four. Yeah. And couldn't hardly get a shot off. Yeah. It, it this has happened before. This happened um what happened, happened at the end of Oklahoma game, yes. right? Yeah. And it's it's happened earlier in the year too. They that's something they're going to have to figure out before March. I don't know what you do there. I know we we clear out and we want McBride taking the ball to the hoop, but but you've got to have an outlet, and it seems yeah. like we go out. Especially, I mean, Texas does us a favor, calls that timeout, mm-hmm. and so we have a chance to set up, you know, one or two plays. If they come out in man, here's what we're going to do. If they come out in this, here's what we're going to do. And it's like we came out with the intent of McBride, everyone else, clear them out. McBride, you just take it to the hole, and that it seemed like that was the only play. And when no one was clearing out. And McBride was standing up top of the key, dribbling. Then he dishes to Sherman, and we turn the ball over. It's like, and and that was just because the clock was running out. 
I think we wait too long. Yeah. And I think we're a little bit too concerned. I understand you want to run the time off. That's important. That is important. But rule of thumb is when the shot clock gets to 10, you start moving. It seems like we go at like six. Shit. If they just ran regular offense for 15 seconds and then I would rather see that than a guy just holding the ball. Yeah. Because everyone stands around. No one does anything. And um, Yeah, I guess it would also be different if McBride's standing up top of the key dribbling the ball yeah and we're in some type of motion moving around and because even then you could draw a foul that's ideally what you want you want to get fouled get get to the hoop but again we do a lot of standing around yeah um i tell you what and it's it's different than at the end of the texas tech game when what you you're pretty much getting the last shot yeah i know we didn't really though because mcclellan got that shot at the end but that's a little bit different situation. That's why I would, hell, even just run normal offense. And I don't know if you pound it into Culver. Maybe pound it into Matthews because Matthews is a pretty good shooter. But here's the bottom line. Hugs is an unbelievable coach. They'll figure that out because we're going to need that in March. There, there will be come a time where we absolutely have to get a bucket and just standing around waiting for someone else to do something's not going to work. Right. Well, and – Again, I mean, I'm I'm not questioning what Hugs does. I mean, he's a genius at the game. I mean, he he hasn't got on. He should finish this season with 900 wins. I hope so. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, re- very good realistically, yeah. he he could finish with at least 900 wins this season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not saying he's not going to figure it. And you can see, I mean, I've got give hats off to him on his lineup rotations in the Texas game. I mean, I thought the way he decided to go small at times, it was like, you know, this is going to kill us, and it doesn't. He's he's a great, great, great coach. These players, at times, it seems like they don't fully buy into him. But when they do buy into him, things start falling and things start going. But then they kind of – it's kind of like they – revert back a little bit to their way and it's like oh this ain't working no they don't do what they're taught that's just human nature i guess but um i guess the elephant in the room though is what happened to texas and i thought we were going to see a ufc fight right there in the middle i've never seen two guys i've seen it get heated i've seen them yell at each other that's part of the game Right, I've actually, and I've seen them face to face, nose to nose. Yeah, but but not getting ready to just throw. They were going to fight right there. Had they not gotten pulled away, they were going to punch yeah. each other. I've never, I don't, I, I can't recall ever seeing that. Um, but that's a credit to our team. Our team, they're close. Not saying that Texas isn't, but I don't think anything like that would happen to us. No, I think if it, I mean, you've seen it. You've seen McBride yell at somebody. You've seen, you know, Culver yell at Gabe when they're oh, in yeah. together. Yeah, and it's it, it's nothing. You know, you've seen all of them yelling at uh, Teddy Johnson and Bridges because they're so far out of position and getting beat. And all it is is it's you know I'm I'm helping you. Right. I'm not right. getting on your ass. There's trust. There's trust yeah. there. Something broke down with. 
those two guys. You're going to get yelled at in film. Mm-hmm. This is on you. Hey, get it. You know, get on your man. Take your man. Do your job. We've got you here. Do your job. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, you know, he got called out and he didn't like it. And he, they, I mean, yeah, he didn't like it. <laughs> uh, there, there's, there's got to be more to that story. I mean, it, it's something that we'll never know. And I'd, but they'll work it out. But I mean, that, that had, that was a factor in the game. I, I think we were coming back regardless. I don't know if we come back and win, but that changed. That totally took the wind out of their sail. Oh, absolutely. Totally did. And I mean, that is composure. And we have, luckily, we have that. Because we've seen West Virginia teams melt down. Oh. Not like fighting each other, but. No, but we've seen a lot of meltdowns. Yeah, melt, just melting down. And I, I, I like this team. I really, really think that they can go far in March. They have a lot of the elements that you need to go far in March and I'm I'm excited. Hell, I think I think tomorrow night though is going to be tough. TCU's going to come at us. But well, I think we can beat Baylor. I'm I not scared so of too. anybody. Well, how about this? Let's take a break and then yeah. we'll dive into the uh next two games in Texas. We'll be right back after this word 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 word. Son of a bitch. Boogie's Driving Range and Barbecue. A natural grass driving range located in Tornado, West Virginia, beside Big Ben Golf Course. Open seven days a week with golf ball dispenser. Boogie's offers a great barbecue menu with delicious items right off the wood fire grill, fresh every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We also have a newly remodeled clubhouse with bar and a large patio to enjoy the peaceful mountain air. Open from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Friday and Saturday and 11 to 9 p.m. on Sunday. Boogie's Driving Range and Barbecue. Recording this on a Monday night, so now tomorrow night we go uh, heading over to TCU, and it's a long trip. Starting off in what they probably got down there Friday. Probably, so, I don't know. I mean, the weather was a huge issue. Well, yeah, I didn't even think we were going to play on Saturday. Well, they were talking about canceling it. Yeah, um, you got so, TCU, and then Baylor on Thursday. Realistically, TCU should be a win. Yeah, yeah, we should win the game. We got to play well, though. There's no nights off. No. 
Um, that'd be six consecutive road wins. I don't think we've ever done that in the Big 12. That's what I was just going to ask you. I don't think we have. Shoot, I wonder how often we did it just in the Big East. Probably not very often, if at all. Maybe the schedule lined up where we played the in you know the bottom of the Big East was always really bad. Temple and no, Temple. no, not Temple. Uh, um, like Seton Hall right. was bad. The Paul South Florida had some Saint John's teams. depending. Saint John's had a few shitty teams. Um, I don't know. I mean that th- we were what two and sixteen on the road the last two years. Yeah, last year we couldn't hardly win a road game. But we were dominant at home. We were good at home, and now we are winning road games, which, in my opinion, is I know we dropped a couple at home that we didn't want to lose, but the mark of a good team is winning on the road. Right. Now, to be fair, there aren't a lot of crowds, so I think it's easier for a road team to go in and steal a game. Well, was it you that we were, that we were talking or maybe another group text I'm in? But they were talking, you know, you you add the crowd factor in there. Mm-hmm. You know, do we come back against Texas Tech and beat Texas Tech at Texas Tech if they have a crowd? You know. Or do they, well, do they come back against us because we or, were yeah. leading yeah, the yeah, game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they come versa? back to us yeah. and then vice versa at home? Right. Um, and same thing with the Oklahoma game, you know. Do, does it go into even overtime? How many points is the home crowd worth? Right. Yeah. That's a, it's an interesting question. Hell, Texas, they were piping noise in, but that, that sounded weird. It did sound weird, especially when Fran had to point out that, you know, even though it sounds like it, <laughs> there's no fans here. It, it's uh, There's no fans there in Austin. There's a bunch of cardboards. I was like, uh. But, yeah, I mean, we got to win tomorrow night. We're on the um, We're on the three line right now. We're yeah. the last three seed, so we cannot afford to lose to TCU. TCU. Then you got Baylor. Going to be a tough game. And that's Thursday night, that's correct? That's Thursday at 5 p.m. That's right. That's right. So that's you're going right. to have to lie and figure out a way to leave work early. <coughs> oh. Yeah. Go get a – hey, I mean, I, I I know people that they've, uh, they've read that corona – had uh, Corona a couple times, yeah. coinciding with the Mountaineer schedule. Right. It's like, come on. I mean, <laughs> if, um, I w- if I would do that at work, they'd be like, yeah, okay, we know why you're calling it sick. <laughs> Me too. Um, uh, Baylor plays tomorrow night for the first time in three weeks. That'll be interesting. They got they got Iowa State. See, and that's going to be – I mean, that's going to be something to watch because no basketball – so this isn't like, you know, hey, you're shut down, but you can still come in and, and practice and work out. When you're in COVID protocol, you're not to be in the facility, mm-hmm. period. You're not to be in there shooting, lifting, you know. And so now you're just getting your first practice back. I mean, we got bit by it. And you got to see how sluggish, you know, how how slower and, and kind of off we were. And yeah, that was just, yeah. what, a week? Two weeks? Right. I think you can recover from a week. I, three weeks to is going to be interesting. Right, that's a preseason. Yeah, it's almost a month. That's like almost a full preseason. I I don't know. I I think what you said they've limited activity. Um, who knows? Couldn't come at a worse time for them because they were playing about as well as Gonzaga. 
Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, there was going. It was no question that they were going to be one of the four one mm-hmm. seeds, and you know, and and odds are, more than likely, unless they just completely fall off, they're still going to be a one seed. Yeah, yeah but I would think so. I now, I mean, so. you you go in there and lose out, you know, maybe a two, which might. Well, they play Iowa State tomorrow night. Then they play us. Then they go to Kansas. Kansas is playing a lot better. Yeah. They're playing a lot better. Now their schedule got a little bit easier, but they are playing a lot better. Um, well, I mean, they just looked – Kansas looked awful. They did. They did. So, and now you're starting to see that that team kind of gel a little bit. I mean, they're they're being a little bit more it's, – it's looking more like a Bill Self bot mm-hmm. team. I mean, Bill Self coach team. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, but, no, I mean – Regardless of what went on, I, I like I've always liked Bill Self. So, yeah, seems like a good guy. Yeah, uh, my barometer for co- if I like a coach or not is if Hugs, if Hugs likes, likes him. him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's everyone's still ragging on Chris Beard. I was like, look, I said he was upset, he sold out, but he went up and still paid paid respect. Right, right. Well, and same thing. And this is one coach. I mean, I do not like Shaka Smart, but Shaka was arguing that last call. And argued and argued and argued and then went over, I mean, and kind of dapped up hugs and, and and said, okay, you know, it is what it is. I, I've I've argued my case. Mm-hmm. I know it's not going anywhere. And then... You got to do it at the end of the game. There's yeah. nothing... The game's over. There's nothing you can do. You Right. Lost. You just yeah. hope... You hope that's that just the next maybe... Game. Next game. Right. Yeah. Just maybe that sticks you in their like head. You don't like Shaka Smart? Not really. Why not? Well, because I'm going bald and he's been bald and now he grows that... <laughs> majestic hater that he's got going on it's like look I, I i i'm disappointed that they don't press more i always liked watching his team's press now but same could be say, said about us right well we just don't have the personnel anymore um, and they've changed that rule the halo rule yes yeah which right. that's that's what we used to kill you with would smother you would be on you and on you and on we would just it's just like going to a bar and someone can constantly bumping into you and touching you. I mean, I know it's, I'm kind of like, oh, you know, I've had my fill for it. I'm it like, wears you down. Yeah, get off it me. It wears you down. So imagine playing a competitive sport and I'm someone gonna, constantly just smothering and bumping and checking. And I mean, you can't move. You're going to foul out of frustration. Right. And you're going to turn the ball over out of frustration. And I don't know. I mean, um, Matthew's got one though. Mm-hmm. That could have been a foul on him. He he got up in that guy's shit and he paid the price. Emmett Matthews was on the floor the whole damn game. I bet you he needed a nice bath. Oh, he took. I mean, he got after it. Well, shoot, when he went in there to dunk the ball and got taken out, then the guy that took him out kicks him in his face. Not, I mean, not <laughs> yeah, on purpose. Right. He fell on, but he fell on top of him. It's like you know, let's add insult to injury. Let's give him two fouls on it. No, I don't know. I, I mean, love coming the in intensity we had. I mean, there there are times where we have not gotten aggressive and not gotten after loose balls, and I I love that. To me, is a trademark of a Huggins team is getting on the floor and right. getting after people, even and when though, you don't see it, it's noticeable. Well, yeah, like when we lost that ball and uh, most of that douche's name for him, they got that technical 
jumps on the dog pile. Oh yeah, but well, he got a foul called. He did get a yeah. right, but it should have never even it should have never even come to that. I I did that a few times in high school, Yost. Well, I mean, I did you it. You get free shot on somebody, right? Yeah, or you slide across the floor and <laughs> let that force of your shoulder go right inside of someone's head. No, I mean going in. We need to carry that intensity from T- or from uh, Texas into TCU. We TCU. This is a ha- must win game. Agree. You must Agreed. win this one. If We've you want a good to, seed, yeah, you're right. exactly right. We got to leave Texas at least two and three. But I'm telling you, I like our odds at Baylor with this break and the way we're starting to play. I like our odds, and I think there's a part of Baylor that still remembers because it's pretty much the same team still remembers how the season ended last year yep yeah that's a good point and both teams are pretty much the same teams i mean we lost harler and rally and, and Sh- yeah. Shwebe. Shwebe played a really good game that game yeah but um i i you know i just we're in the top 10 again and we haven't fared well yeah, we play like better we get, like in the top fifteen. Yeah, and I, I'm a little concerned about that. I think um, they got to be tired. They have to be a little bit tired, and then they play Baylor on Thursday. You would think that there's a little bit of human nature there where they are looking ahead a little bit. What is it? We've played how many games in how many days? Um, we will have played four games in a week because we play Kansas State at home. Okay, only team in the country to do it. Ever is what they said when they were talking. With, well, what we, you know what though saying. we say that, but all these guys think they're going to the NBA, and that's what the NBA does. Well, right, yeah. but I'm just saying I mean, collegiately. Right, no, that's that's a tough draw, man. That is a tough draw. Texas, I didn't think we were going to win that game. No, I mean I really thought I really did not. When we went down 19, I was like, yeah, this is. I mean, we've only really gotten blown out once this year. At Kansas, and I mean that wasn't like a was a big blowout. We just, right. I mean, we couldn't buy a bucket. I thought Saturday we were going to get blown out, mm-hmm. just the way we looked and the way we played in the first half. Yeah, I mean, it almost looked like we didn't want to play, not defensively, <laughs> right? But then we, uh, we, we, um, we go into TCU, and it, it's just. I don't know. I mean, of course, Jamie Dixon. And any time, any chance we get to beat him, suck my Dixon. Yeah, old suck my Dixon. Um, we'll see. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. You never know. I, I think, I think we'll get a pretty good judge off Baylor tomorrow night, watching them on, on what to expect for us. If I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if. Hugs and Everhart and the staff have have that team sitting down. Go. Well, sitting down watching that game. Oh, and, and what times? I think they would play after us, right? I, I thought so. They I thought we nine. played. Yeah, I thought we played at seven. We they played, played at, at seven, nine. Yeah. Um. Well, we'll be flying home. Hopefully, they have TVs on the. We won't be flying home. Oh, you're right. We're, yeah. That's what we'll I mean. Be, We're staying. We'll be on a bus, probably. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe I don't know. might might be back at the hotel for the night and then travel over travel to Waco. Over. Pro- you're probably right. Yeah, they'll get to watch that game. So, I'd say it's probably going to be. Uh, hey, man, they're they, undefeated. Yeah, they got big X on their chest. I'd say it's probably going to be one of those. Hey, we've got dinner catered down in the 
you know, whatever, hit the shower, meet back down here. And I mean, it's just going to be, why not? It's going to be an extra game film. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to watch film on, on them anyway. Might as well start watching how they see how they come out. Because if they come out, I'll tell you, if they come out hot tomorrow night, we're in trouble. Baylor? Yeah. I We'll see. I'm. You never know, man. Yeah, you but after a break know. like that, if they come out hot. Texas had a break, though. They came out hot. Well, they true. had a, they missed practice. They didn't practice until Thursday because the weather. That's true. It's just it's. I don't like being off three weeks. I would not want to be off three weeks. But Baylor has a lot of upperclassmen. Um, they play together a lot. They'll. My concern for them would be game shape. Yeah, three weeks is a long time. Especially if it's. I mean, come on. College In, kids, hey, yeah. College kids, three weeks, and you're supposed to be quarantined. What were you doing? I mean, you. I don't know. Probably I'm, laid up either laid up drinking, sitting <laughs> around playing Xbox. I mean, you're not supposed to leave your apartment. Yeah, it's you knows? and your it's you and your roommates quarantined. Well, how about this? We take a break, come back, do predictions, give out our beer of the week, and uh, get out of here. We'll be right back after this word, 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 word. Son of a bitch! When your heating and cooling system needs service, turn to Francisco Heating and Air Conditioning. They've been delivering quality service in West Virginia since 1980. No matter the make or model, Francisco Heating and Cooling can make sure your unit is back in service in no time. And their work is guaranteed. Francisco Heating and Air Conditioning is fully licensed and insured and is a certified train dealer. And remember, it's hard to stop a train. Find them on Facebook or call 304-542-1895. Catch the Mountaineers in comfort with Francisco Heating and Air Conditioning. Squawking on the nightstand, slapping the alarm I stumbled to the pot, got coffee on the stove Tie button up the blue collar, time to make the boots walk Out the front door Yeah, sun ain't even up yet, sunny But we sure are, yeah Cause time is money And we're making them dirt road dollars Way out yonder, having them hollers Doing it like our fathers Up on them tractors, sliding them pastures Making them dirt road dollars. Making peeling shucks, stack, digging, swing that hammer at the two by. Forty hours will pass, raking in the grain cash, stacking up the haystacks, red clay pay. Cause we ain't afraid to break backs or a good sweat. Nah. The sun ain't gone down yet, sunny. So we ain't done yet. Hell no. Alright. Let's get in these predictions. Well, first, no. Let's give out the pallet bar beer of the week. Hey! It is a great night to be a 
Mountaineer, wherever you may be. Crumb, who you got? Giving it to Matthews. The much maligned Emmett Matthews. He um he played a great game and he loved the intensity from him. I I hope he he plays really well when he goes and attacks the hoop. Yeah. That's what he needs to do. Well, I'm I'm gonna be right there with you. I, I was torn between Matthews and McNeil and then listening to Matthews post game and, and and how he was. I've I'll give my honorable mention. I'll give a shot to McNeil. I mean the kid didn't do anything first half, came out on fire. I mean that's that's kinda hard to do, come off the bench after being cold and yeah. and hit like you did. But I've compared Emmett Matthews over and over to Issa Ahmad. You know, because you would see a flash and then you wouldn't see anything for games and then you'd see and what was it, Matthew's freshman year, you got to see, I mean, he played balls to the wall the whole time. Then sophomore, he hit that sophomore slump. Mm-hmm. And now junior is kind of like he's he's trying to find his identity. Who Who is he? Who is he? I think he showed his identity against Texas. He showed this is the type of ball player he is. Now, now he's got to do it. He plays like that. I'm telling you, our run from here on out, our run – lives and dies by how he's going to play. If he plays like that, we we have a shot at the Final Four. If not, we're out in 16 or Elite Eight, no question. Well, I, I, I think it's more position. We have to get more out of that position, and that, that is Matthews and Bridges. But Matthews is a junior. Bridges is a freshman. I know Bridges was here a year, but, you know, Right, it's, but he sat on the bench yeah, and didn't right. play any game. It's not the same. So Matthews is the guy you would want to sort of take the lead. What I liked out of Matthews was just his intensity and his body language. Like something he was having fun him. again. Well, yeah, but I mean, he was getting after it. And I, the Ahmad comparison, Ahmad to me always looked. When I say sleepy, I don't mean literally like sleepy. Just lackadaisical. Yes, and there are times when Matthews, and to be fair to him. Sometimes he doesn't need to score, and these other guys, the guard, primarily the guards, and then even Culver too, they take a game over, yeah. and there's just not a lot of shots. So, which I just is like, fine. Yeah, it's fine. I like seeing him go try to dunk on that guy, even though he paid a price. I like to see him getting on the floor, slapping the floor. That's right. what I want out of him. Now, granted, again, he he got Corona. He right. lost 18 pounds. Yeah. And you kind of got to – I mean, the kid didn't have 18 pounds to lose. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, maybe he's – not that it, it excuses pre-corona, but maybe now, you know, his body's finally feeling – I mean, he's feeling good. And maybe mm-hmm. he's, you know, I don't know. Uh, hats I, off I agree to him. with you, though. It's, it's that, that fourth spot that's yes. what you would call a four-man or power forward, even though they're not really like traditional power forwards. Even Bridges, I mean, you got to get a little bit out. He chipped in a little bit. Mm-hmm. You got to get a little bit out of him. And if that position gives us, what do you think, 16 a game? Between the two? Between the two of oh, them? Oh, absolutely. We're going to be tough to beat. Absolutely. And actually, I mean, you could throw a third because they've been throwing Keddy Johnson in at a three, four, two. I mean, he's kind of been like that. Well, he's a guard. I mean, he's. Well, right. Yeah, but they've he, moved him 
uh, again, like you said, it's not a traditional. When he goes real small, he yeah, he know, sort of plays two guard. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'll say one more thing though. If anybody else throws full court passes, oh god, put a live round in the Mountaineers' gun and shoot them. <laughs> I mean, I, I, stop. Yeah, St- unless a guy is just completely unless wide it's up. blatantly wide open, right? Right. And cherry basically cherry picking. Stop. McCabe did it. Um, Who I think did Sherman did it. They, Sherman did it to Matthews and overthrew yeah, him. It, it it's been a problem all year and. You can do it against Kansas State, but when every possession matters in the tournament, you're going to regret that. Right. So stop. stop. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. God, that drives me crazy. All right, so going into TCU tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win. I think it's going to be a tight game. They're going to come at us. We're top 10, you know. Yeah. But we're we're, we're going to win. I wonder – Six in a row is. on the road. What is see, the line? I don't know. Six I'm and a half, seven, I'm, probably. I'm, us or them? Well, we would be favored. You'd hope. I, I hope so. I, I cheated. I know what we are on the Ken Palm. Oh, well, that's true. That's kind of what they set the lines off of. Let's see. I don't know. Have they posted a... I mean, it should Odds. it should have been posted beginning of the week, and I should have looked then. I've been I've been following some other guy on Twitter, getting my information off of that. I don't know. We'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure but, it out. Um, Baylor, what do you think? You know what? I'm 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 going to go for it. <laughs> we win by three. McNeil again with a last second shot. Ooh. You want him taking the last shot? I saw an interesting question if, on Twitter. If he's shooting the if he's shooting the way he did in the second half of Texas, yeah, from three, uh-huh. you know, because here's the thing: everyone knows it's going to Miles. It's going to Miles. It's going to yeah, Miles. It's true. Let him think it's going to Miles and work that. You know, ask McNeil. Hey, where are you feeling it from? Mm-hmm. You know, left corner. Okay. Well, you find you get to the left corner, you all get him the ball and let him pop it. Right, right. Um, on Twitter, I saw who last thirty years. Who do you want taking the last shot? This is no brainer for me. On West Virginia, obviously. Yeah, last thirty years. Nineteen ninety one. Who do you want taking that last shot? Oh, gee. I mean, I know you say it's a no brainer for you. You know, but there's, there's only one guy. I mean, there's a part of me that still pictures that Gerard West last second Ooh. shot. I mean, when <laughs> you Hugs said that, probably doesn't want to remember that. No, Hugs probably doesn't want to remember God, that at all. But you just said that, and that's 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 what popped in my head. And but it's got to be Butler. I was going to say, but I, yeah, Deshaun could hit from anywhere. He wanted the ball too. That's right. what I love. Give him a guy who wants the ball. You right. kind of have some of that with McBride, and I mean, obviously, all time it's going to be Jerry West. Well, Even all time, yes. I saw some guy on Twitter try to say no. I'd rather have Butler, but I don't know. That that's a fun question. That is a fun question. Because besides like, Butler, okay. Besides besides Butler, who do you want going back all time? All time no, or since nineteen ninety one? Thirty years. This is this Man, gets no, tough. No, that's yeah. I mean, this would take. I would almost just because 
I said it. I would almost go with either Gerard West or Damian Owens. I think I'd go Deuce. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I think I'd go Deuce. Hopefully he's here for a couple more years. Yeah. It'd be nice to have him and Culver come back. Yeah. I, I hope so. I don't who knows. We'll have to save that question for Diddy. I can't believe yeah, he's we'll, not here. Hey hey Diddy, who who do you think Who would start who thinking Diddy about it? Take. I don't Marcus Gorey. <laughs> Marcus Gorey. I'm just now now you've got me thinking thinking nostalgia back yeah. back in those days. Chris I don't know if you remember Chris Leonard. Chris I remember Leonard Chris was a Leonard. shooter. Josh Yeager. Uh, Yeager could Kevin Pitts uh, Hey, Lionel Armstead wasn't scared to shoot. The no, last shot. no, he wasn't. Pitts Noggle. Pit. Pat Belon. Gansey. Gansey. Who knows? I mean, we've had when you look back and think over the last thirty years, just just in the last thirty years, not just all time, just last thirty years since ninety one. Think of the shooters that has played on these WVU teams. Yeah. In my opinion, though, there's got to be more to it than just making shots. So you got to be able to get clear out and take your man off the dribble and get to the hoop. And well, right, and that. Yeah. To, but to me, that's a shooter, also. Right. You know, right. And that, but that's what I'm saying. If you if you look at the definition of a all out games on the line, what are you going to do? Who are you going to go to? We have had some unbelievable players. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about. You know, the you guys said have hit some clutch shots. You You're said right. Mike Gansey. Think about Gan. I mean, Gansey would drive in there and take a body and and yeah, ask Wake Forest about him, right? You know, I mean, yeah. you start thinking of some of these games. I rewatched that during Corona, uh-huh. and that that's that game is wild. I I've I mean, Pitts Noggle fouled out. I think people yeah. forget that Chris Paul fouled out. That's a fun one to go back and watch. Watch. You don't even have to watch. Just watch the two overtimes. Right, man. I, gosh, talk about nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. Man, we'll have to have a nostalgia set around this summer. <laughs> have a nostalgia show. All right, break I'm down, down for the. You know, I'm down to go back in the vault. Break it down. I'll go back do to a like, basketball, do football, and I'll go back to the 40s. Speaking of WVU sports, baseball team went down to Georgia State, opened up a. Uh, Open up their season down there. Started off with an extra inning win Friday. And uh, when when they asked Maisie about it, Maisie said, well, it's been so long since we played baseball, we decided that we just wanted to go a few extra innings just uh, just because we missed it. But then, That's going to be interesting to see how they – I mean, they're ranked 14th. And yeah, and we lost two of our star players. We, yeah, we'll see. So, but I mean, men's soccer starting. I'm kind of pumped for that. Um, women's soccer starting. And, and our women team, our women's team's always good. Yeah, they should be really good. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm not a big soccer guy, but I'm, I'm curious to see what this guy Stratford can do because he won two natties at UC. Yeah, I mean, he and play, he's alumni. He played. I think he played in the MLS. Yeah, he's from he's, England. He's filling some big shoes. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, yeah, LeBlanc did. Did a pretty good job. So, so I mean, that's the the only way for soccer wise. I mean the the only bigger shoes to be filled will be when Nicky Izzo. I think they call those shoes in soccer boots. Boots, but 
That's about all I know about soccer. But if we're if we're playing well, I'll watch it. Oh, I'll, I'll watch, watch our women. Our women are yeah, vicious. They're, they're tough. Well, that being said, man, let's get out of here. Right, let's go. See y'all next week.